Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. <sighs> hey, listener, it's Zach Harper, Amin Hassan, and Anthony Mays of Cinephobe. You may be asking yourself, what is Cinephobe? Amin, would you like to fill in the people? Cinephobe is the podcast where Zach and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain. Oh, we're trying to well. ascertain? Yes. Okay. Same. Ascertain. Whether or not they're accurately poorly rated, or maybe they didn't get a fair shake. Cinephobe, produced by this guy, Anthony Mays. Hey, that's me. I produced this show. I also watch the movies, even though that wasn't included in the description, and I also ascertain. <laughs> this month is... Wow! Oh, Maze, why do you say that? Supercharge it <laughs> so that this promo can remain evergreen. I feel like explaining a little bit more. In 60 seconds? I don't know. Maybe I don't bring attention to it. Assuring people like, look, if you listen, you're going to get it. Just give it, give it time. That's a good promo. Just listen to it. Give it time. You'll figure it out. Is this the promo right now? Isn't it? Okay, I think we got it. Cinefo. Wherever you get podcasts. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On tonight's show, ooh, a little lower, to the right, there, that's it, Massage. Body worker Michael Greenspan puts our questions about massage therapy on the table. What if you can't relax during your massage because of fear of flatulence? He'll work out all those kinks. And look, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's just a bird. Those damn scooters are all over the place. Personal injury attorney Catherine Lehrer is here to answer our questions about the scourge of scooters. I'm Adam Felber, the guy who's always trying to steer this show back into its lane. And now, please welcome the woman whose conversational scooter keeps crossing the yellow line, Paula Poundstone. Thank you very much. Welcome, Paula. Welcome. And thank you to tonight's house band, French horn virtuoso Jacqueline Rainey, who is the associate principal horn of the Los Angeles Philharmonic. If you're the associate principal, doesn't that mean you're the disciplinarian? Yeah, that's the one that the other that the bad horn players get sent to. Yeah, right? exactly. That's how it works, right, Jacqueline? Uh huh. Yeah, and they, and they have, that's right. And they have to turn their chair around yeah. and sit, not facing the other performers. Yeah. I gotta say, Bonnie, I missed that smattering of applause. You know, we, we yeah. decided not to applaud, not to let our guests applaud this week because yeah. it's so there's so few of them. Because we only have a handful of people. Even though people keep writing me on Twitter saying, "Do you have canned? Is that canned laughter? Yeah, Is like it we get canned, canned la- applause yeah. for like six people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think if you hear the quality of our applause and laughter, you'll know that we didn't buy it off the internet. That's one sad generic can. Yeah. Uh, um, but, but yeah, so we decided that we wouldn't applaud because we thought it just sounded lame having right. like, you know, four people go like this. Yeah. There's not a lot of us in this room, but no. it's also a very small room. I think some week soon we should try the canned laughter and applause, make it sound like there's an audience of thousands here. Yeah, yeah, or just put pop rocks in our mouth. Yeah, that would do it. Um, uh, okay, so you know Paula, what? Hold you on, a... hold on. I um. What are you? This is not canned balloon animal making. I am no, making. It, it's not even balloon animal. It making, is too. Really. I am ma- no, right now. No, it's not. I am beginning on some. I would probably take me the whole show to do it. Yes. Um, but I am making uh, an entire family. Uh, looking at the Grand Canyon. You're, you're, it's just a balloon you've managed to twist twice and done nothing to. Well, I'm not done. Well, yeah, but when it's done, the, it's going to look like that. The you know Grand what's going to happen? The Grand Canyon takes years. It does, but you know what's going to happen, Paula? What? That balloon is going to pop at no, some point not. during this show, and it'll no. be, an, yes, it will. Don't you worry. Now you're um, blowing up another one. You know, I wish really. you had a hobby you could do during the show that didn't involve you blowing into something <laughs> instead of talking. Oh, oh, yeah, I can talk. Um, okay. uh, so what do we, what do we talk? Oh, I know what I was going to talk to you about. You were going to talk about something, weren't you? I was. Okay. On Twitter, someone wrote me yes. that their two-year-old, she put in parentheses, demanded yeah. that they listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. The two-year-old? Yeah, a two-year-old. We, we were... I was so flattered. Wow. Yeah. Um, and let me just say, and I don't know if um, this will really work First of all, I don't even know the two-year-old's name, right. but if you're listening, thank you so much. And I don't know how well this will play because it's just audio, but peekaboo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to play really well. Yeah. It but might. yeah, but they all love it. it. The two-year-old infants and two-year-old, they love the peekaboo. Peekaboo. Yeah. 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 You know, when you ask a kid who's two, you say, how old are you? And they go, they'll go like, I two. And so I want to say to that kid, I fifty nine. All right, I'm sure, that, I'm sure that's very relatable. Oh, kids, right, so. kids love me. Kids love me. So, why, why do you think? Why do you think the two year old likes us? Um, I mean, I think you know what my guess would be. Mm-hmm. A, either her parents are giving her or him, I don't know, sugary snacks right. while they listen. That could be one reason. Right, just or, to keep quiet. Yeah. Or um, I, when I was a kid, I loved the sounds of my parents' laughter. Right. Uh, and so it could just be that the kid likes that the, the parents are laughing and then they, they join in. Or it yeah. could be that it's a- I liked the sound of parental laughter when I was a kid, as long as they weren't yeah. laughing at my expense. Yeah, yeah. Which well, was a frequent occurrence. Yeah, I was about to say, for yeah. me, that happened a lot, too. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think that uh, it, could be, it could be that. Or it could just be an extremely bright child. Right. Um, that Who is recognizes, learning more about life than, than most two-year-olds know. Yeah. That goes to their parents now and says, hey, are those pipes blocked? You know, you should be pouring hot water down them. Right. Or saying, you know, if you're thinking of getting your penis pierced, yeah. uh, I know Think some, again. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, if you're going to get a tra- tattoo. educated people on so many things on yeah, this show. We can, uh, you know, it's hard to have a tattoo removed, Dad. Yeah. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Takes a lot of time. Yeah. Even if it can be painless nowadays, Dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yes. it could be could that be. it's just a very, very bright, bright two-year-old. Yeah. Peekaboo. I, uh, okay, so that's the good news for this week. But there's, yeah. there was some oh, sad my news gosh. this week, and I know Is you were outraged. We had our little on-the-phone production meeting yesterday, yeah. and you were apoplectic. I yeah. Think. No, this is a very, very sad thing. So I was in Santa Cruz, California. And by the way, thank you, Santa Cruz. I was in Santa Cruz, California. I went to CVS to get some hair junk. 
And so uh, many interesting details. That yeah, don't no, these are important. Story. These okay. are important. No, they don't. I'm, I'm creating a, I'm creating a picture. There's a two-year-old that likes me. I'm creating a picture. <laughs> you don't know that that two-year-old might just like me instead. Yeah. Well, you're here every show. Oh, thanks. And the two-year-old may have picked up on that. Yeah. Or some some other things that might be good about me. Yeah. One of these things is not like the other. Um. Who? <laughs> okay. All right. So I went to the CVS mm-hmm. and. Uh, it wasn't my goal when I went there, but I did find a bag of Butterfinger Bites, Butterfinger which are one bites. of my favorite things in the world because when you have the bite, you're getting the crispy, crunchy nougat, but- Which is not nougat, it we've is, established. It is nougat. Not even the but Butterfinger you, people say it's nougat. What, but when you bite into it, the problem with the bigger bar, yeah. even the fun size, which I also like, is that you know it's it's crunchy, and so it kind of falls all over the place. Yeah, that, whereas, that, that brittly peanut stuff explodes. Precisely, whereas the bite, you know, you don't you don't bite it in half, you just put the whole thing in your mouth. It's like a tablet or Any something. Any explosion happens within the confines of your mouth, is what Precisely, you where uh-huh. you have that protection already there. Wow. So, so you I really bought, painted a picture with words here. Do you want to yeah, let us know where you whether you're using a self-serve checkout or did you go to the, the lady? No, I went to did, the lady. Did you have a CVS card, Paula? No, I don't did have Did you have a card? I don't have a CVS card. Because you could have cost card. yourself a discount there if you didn't have a CVS no, card. I didn't have a CVS oh, card. It's such I'm a trying good. to remember. Which side of the road was it on? Was it on the north or the south? I think we pulled in from the right. I, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what was on the Inquirer that was there by yeah. the register. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or the Weekly World I, News. Have they yeah. found Bat Boy again? I think uh, Kim Kardashian... Uh, uh, right. Something happened with her. No, all right. So I buy the Butterfinger uh, bites, and you have to keep in mind that I was very excited. I was very happy. I get in the car with sure. the guy who picked me up at the airport and drove me, and I said, "Oh, look at this! I got the Butterfinger bites." I was so happy. Now I open them up and I start eating them, right. and um, they taste awful. 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 And you love Butterfingers. I love Butterfingers, and so I start to think maybe I have the flu because you know how when you have the flu and you eat stuff, it doesn't taste. Everything, this, yeah, everything, everything tastes terrible. Stuff. Yeah. So I thought, well, maybe I'm getting sick. Maybe you're dying. And yet I didn't yeah. feel bad. Right. Uh, and then I looked at the bag as if I was questioning everything uh, about my whole reality. I looked at the bag, and in the upper corner were the words. Yes. Improved. Recipe. Oh no! Every you know what? And you I have, tweeted about it. You I tweeted have, angry. I about did. It. I did. I have nothing to live for now. Wow. All right, two-year-old. Two-year-old, don't listen for a second. Okay. What are you going to say? Because I, I want the two-year-old to feel a sense of hope, oh, and that I there's see. a lot to. But, can, but there isn't. Can I suggest something to you? Yeah. A sentence. I want to suggest a sentence. Yeah. This week I'm upset because I found out Butterfingers changed their recipe. That's what I said. You could have said that ten minutes ago. <laughs> Is my no, point. That's exactly what I said. No, we had to get yeah. that tone poem yeah. about CVS. Yeah. Get a good yeah. parking spot what, there? What you, let, let me ask you something. Yes. So, if, if, and thank goodness you weren't the person who wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. I, uh, but okay. if you were, what, what, what would you say? Just like, there's a lot of unfairness towards black people. Let's move on. That's not. No. No, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and say. Your story about buying a bag of Butterfingers at CVS is not exactly to kill a mockingbird. <laughs> you're not, <laughs> Forgive you're me. not putting it on the same level. <laughs> yeah. level. Okay. All right. All right. Let That's me a think. fair point, isn't it? I think so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to have to give you that one. And right. I hate to. No, no, no. Let's, let, let's move on. So, so, so they changed the recipe. There is no moving on. That's my point. There's nothing to live for anymore. Well, it they, turns out that we've looked into it a little bit, uh, yeah. thanks to our crack research staff, and Food & Wine magazine reports 
that they've changed the recipe. There's a new chocolatier at the helm of the Butterfingers people. It's Ferrara. The original Butterfinger made its debut in 1923, but as of 2018, it's owned by Ferrara, an American candy company. They're using a different type of peanut, U.S.-grown jumbo peanuts, and more cocoa. Those jumbo peanuts allow for more, quote, uniform and well-rounded roast. I hate the uniform and well-rounded roast. I can tell. The cocoa in the chocolatey coating has been upgraded, as has the amount of milk, so it might be an upgrade. It's with, not an upgrade. With I'll the goal of a smoother, less gritty mouthfeel. I enjoyed the gritty mouthfeel. <laughs> I, bet I bet the bars themselves don't, don't explode as much if it has a smoother mouthfeel. No. They do. That wasn't taken care of. It, it, it was just, it fell apart to the same degree. Uh, it was just the taste was horrible. Well, according and to w- Business uh, Insider magazine, half a dozen taste testers, including one Butterfinger hater, were unanimous. The new core elevates the candy to new heights. Unanimous. Uh, no, it was not elevated. No, it's terrible. And Food it's and Wine magazine says the famous crispy, crunchy interior is still flaky, but boasts a more natural tasting roasted peanut flavor. Also, a richer aftertaste that lingers on the roof of the mouth. Paula. No, I had to scrape the disagree- roof of my mouth. That's how bad you it was. scraped it? I had to go to an oral surgeon and have that flavor removed <laughs> wow. from the roof of my mouth. Well, Where's the word? There was a word I saw in here somewhere. It said that it's not as cloyingly sweet. Yeah. As the, and I love cloyingly sweet. Uh, you always have. That's exactly right. what your, I love. Your Hummel collection alone tells me that. Yeah. Well, I mean, who? No, but I have plates. I have. You do? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I have Franklin mint plates. I'm very proud Which of that. Which you must have stowed away somewhere so the cats can't knock them around. No, they're hanging on the wall so the cats Never can't. Never noticed that. Yeah, otherwise they'd pee right in them. Right. Um, yeah, so the, I love cloying. The idea that you were taking a Butterfinger making it not as sweet. Like, who is that playing to? I don't think they're saying not as sweet so much as not as cloyingly sweet. No, they said not as sweet. All right, it's, all right. it's repeated throughout the reviews okay. by Business Insider and Food and Wine Magazine. And who did Butterfinger blow to get those reviews? <laughs> <laughs> that would be Mr. Ferrara, I believe, who did the blowing. Yeah. Not Butterfingers yeah. themselves. Yeah. That would be just. Yeah, Parker Ferrara, they used to call him. Parker Ferrara, yes. Parker Ferrara. Now, you've brought in, you, you're not going to take the, the word of those magazines, apparently. You, you've brought in the old Butterfingers and a new improved recipe. Butterfingers for us to do a taste test. Yeah, I decided since people weren't going to be applauding that their hands would be well rested <laughs> and they could. So we're going to have uh, uh, as many of us as can go in on. Uh, I have a bag of um, each kind. Okay. They were the big ones, but I cut them up. All right. So, um, so because so no one's going to eat a whole new improved so, flavor Paula, one. Here's what we're going to do we're going to start with you. Okay. Well, I already know. Well, yeah, you already know, but let's start with you. Now, which, ba- which bag has the, the old and which has the new? See, I'm not telling you. That's the whole point. Because I was going to administer this test to you. No, I know already. Then you administer the test. I'm administering the test okay. to you. This is exactly the argument okay. I had with Wendell before I left the house. Which was the better idea? Uh, no, he said that I had to do it. I said, but I know already. Okay, but maybe you don't. I do. Okay, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. I like going with some. All right, so. Give me a Butterfinger I'm giving, and another. All right, take one of those. Take one of these. All right, so uh, okay. Adam Felber, who's here. Uh, every show just took. I do other uh, things besides. He's a tank. taking one from each okay. of the bags. They are okay. not identifiable in any way, ladies and gentlemen. I think I can tell just by looking. But okay. Uh, all right. Should we Let's off? Should some of the uh, yeah, Bonnie Burns? But do you know which one? I do you know which one I have? Where you're going to lose track of who's holding what if you do it this oh, way? Oh, that's Paula. a good point. Okay. 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 Do you know which ones I have? Where? Okay. No. Of these two. Okay. You no. don't know which is which. No. You take okay. that one. Well, that was the first bag. Okay. That was. The okay. First so bag. so wait a minute, Paula. So I'm just, just holding two bags. Just, you just, I'll, 
Yeah, there are you've already just, marked. You've ruined everything, well, Paula. Have I ruined everything? Yes, yes. Hand me one that you know what it is, okay? Just okay. Hand, all right. And okay. so you're going to know which one I'm eating here. Okay. I'm okay. handing you this one. Okay. And That's I'm the one it. I'm handing you. I'm Thank you, Butterfinger. Bonnie, stop talking. <laughs> Adam can't eat while someone's talking. When he eats dinner with his family, he sits alone in a corner. That's tasty. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Now I'm giving you the other one. Okay. Oh, for God's sakes, Mr. Science. All right. Yes. It's weird that I would want you to know which ones in the taste test you're giving me. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's having the second one, ladies and gentlemen. Mmm. It's got the exact same look on his face for both. This guy's not a connoisseur. I like this one better. The second one you gave me. Exactly. And that's the original? That was the original. Okay. All right, Bonnie, do you remember which came from yeah. which? This came from the first one you ate, and I like this one better, the second one. Second one, exactly. Yeah, this is this is just terrible audio right here. Bonnie's not right. mic'd. Oh, oh, that's all right. I'm talking to producer uh, 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 um, uh, Captain Crinkle, Bonnie Burns. Okay. I want to be Captain Crinkle. <laughs> <laughs> It's too late, buddy. You're already Captain Crinkle. So, Paul, you're telling me that I prefer the, the, the Do you remember one. when Babe Ruth was little and he said, I don't want to be Babe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. They said it's too late. I bet this is the real Butterfinger, right? The, the one that you said you liked was yeah. the real Butterfinger. Absolutely. So that's two for two. Two of yeah. us like the better than yeah. older Butterfinger. Okay. All right. Well, we haven't even introduced our guests We yet. haven't introduced our guests. I, I think maybe as we bring our guests forward. Oh, that's a good idea. We can do this Adam. later in the show. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured, like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i I think my eyes closed they're so it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Gwen sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. 
You know, I think Bonnie got the midnight lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Uh, Bo- Bonnie is Ray under, Horseman, I, I want to tell everybody what's happening here. Bonnie Burns is under the impression that it is going to be interesting t- to our listeners to listen to people off mic who they've never met taste chocolate. Well, how do you get and Bonnie, to- Bonnie, I'm Bonnie. here to say that's not, that's not, no, we're not doing that, Bonnie. It's, it's just a dumb idea. It's not a dumb idea, and two-year-olds love it. No, they don't. <laughs> Right now, there's a two-year-old crying because she can't have candy. That's why our two-year-old demographic is soaring. (laughs) Soaring. (laughs) Honestly. I I can't go into it. I like the other one better. I go into a gymboree. I'm flocked. All right. With with kids. Yeah. 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 The kids are all over. One two-year-old likes our show, and that two-year-old might like me. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Bonnie, stop talking now. See what you did, you uncorked Bonnie. Now she just feels like she can kibitz all night. Crazy idea. Yeah. It's a crazy idea. Some two year old listening to Adam Felber. That's ridiculous. (laughs) Why is that ridiculous? That's not ridiculous yeah, at all. That is ridiculous. My kids like me. Yeah. Oh yeah. my well, I'm sure God. they do. This um, is all right. So where are we? Okay. So we'll have our guests do our taste test later on in and the show. And that will make for a slightly better segment. <laughs> So far, I've, I'm right, by the way. Yeah, you're so proving far, yourself right. You yes, are. You are. The, the new, improved sucks. Okay. Um, all right. Okay, okay. So So that's our taste test of Butterfingers. We've yeah. got a taste test of this podcast coming up. No. The Maximum Fun Pledge Drive. Oh, my God. I've got Butterfinger all over my mouth. Um, it's happening in March 18th through March 29th. And if you pledge $5 and up, you'll have access to our bonus content. Bonus content! Yeah, we're making a bonus episode uh, this very evening. Later tonight. Yes. But only the people who pledge the $5 will will have access to the bonus content. And I want to let you people know something. What we're doing for the bonus episode is we've asked you, our fans, on Facebook and Twitter and stuff, on social medias, to... Ask questions, things that you've always wondered about our show, and we're going to reveal our secrets to your questions. On the bonus. Only on episode. the bonus content. Do you see how we, ha- do you see, <laughs> do you see, do you see the, 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 what, are the, what is that thing called when you pull a lever? The yeah, levers. The, we the have the machinations. Levers. Yeah, we the, have the levers of power the here. The levers of power. Um, now, if you donate. So, by the way, when we say pledge $5, I believe it's $5 per month. It's not just $5. I want you to know. That's right. Once you agree to one $5, it's coming out of your uh, your. But you're supporting your Maximum Fun and us. That's you're right. You're keeping us on the air, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because we, you know, we this is how we manage to uh, make the show. These is, Butterfingers don't buy themselves. Well, precisely. Yeah. Um, and by the okay, there's something else that you get with the uh, this is with the ten dollar. If you go to uh, the ten dollar maximum fund donation, you yeah, get an exclusive 
Uh, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone pin that says he's not here. Yeah, and yeah. longtime fans will know that he's not here is a reference to survivalist Thomas Coyne, who, who now legendarily on the third episode of our show didn't survive long enough to make it to the studio. Yeah, he just never showed up. He never up. showed we up, and, and we tr- attempted to reach him afterwards, and he's never contacted us. So we've, we've assumed that he was killed out on Miranda Street. We've tried every kind of social networking. We've tried to phone. We've texted. Uh, it, he's not there. So on our Facebook page, we have an interactive map, and we've asked listeners to look for Thomas Coyne, and uh, when they don't find him somewhere, they go onto the map and they post where they didn't find him. Yeah. And so our or he's not here. Right. Pin is in the shape it's of a pin the, that you might find on on the web. Yeah. Right. It's in the shape of a map pin on the interactive map. And, and I still uh, say that that, that that finding Thomas Coyne by identifying places where he is not at that moment at is not a good search method. That's why two-year-old listeners don't like you that much. Because I'm negative about things that are magical thinking. Very, very, yes. very negative. Very yeah, negative. I am very yeah. negative in that one regard for sure. But anyway, the pen does say he's not here, and I, I do think it's attractive. And, you know, we pour our hearts into this show, and we give it away for free, and this is your chance to give back to the show. You know, it's a show you love. You can give back whatever amount works for you. Without your contributions, we can still do the show, but Bonnie won't be able to afford shit to crinkle during the taping. <laughs> So the high quality of the show yeah. is dependent. I want to point out that while you were telling me that story about Thomas Coyne just now, yeah. I was distracted because Captain Crinkle put her phone on vibrate and it went off in her pocket, which was pressed up against the chair. Oh, so, I didn't know what that noise oh, was. Oh, that was Bonnie's phone. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just, it, she doesn't it like just the name Captain Crinkle. It just keeps happening over and, yeah. Well, tonight she's expanded. I have to say, when we first went to tape, so Adam goes, okay, everybody be quiet. We're going to begin taping. And Bonnie leaned over in her chair, and it made a creaking sound. Yeah, no. So, so something She's just really accident. expanding out of just crinkling. Yeah, she's an orchestra Now she vibrates noise. and yes. creaks. <laughs> so, but that costs money, ladies and gentlemen, and that's why we're asking. <laughs> And and now also coming up next, neuromuscular massage therapist Michael Greenspan is here and scooter legal liability expert Catherine Lehrer is also here. And that's all coming up after we cleanse our palates of new and improved Butterfinger bars. And we're back. Now, Paula, you've told me your first experience with massage happened back in San Francisco. In San Francisco. Someone gave me a gift certificate for the Kabuki Hot Springs. I had never been there before. But first you stopped off at a drugstore to buy candy. No, that's a different story entirely. Okay. So I I was very nervous about it because I I knew it involved, you know, bodies and nakedity. So I was I, I was on edge to begin with, and right. now I, and I talked to my friend Jonathan Katz on the phone, and he stirred the pot. He tried to make me more on edge, and it worked. Right. So now I drive to the place, the Kabuki Hot Springs in San Francisco. It was a private uh, hot tub and massage. I go, a uh, uh, Japanese woman takes me in, Japanese American woman, and she takes me into the place. She's going to be the masseuse, and um, I don't know if she spoke English. If she did, she didn't speak it to me for okay. the most part. Um, oh, well, so it was maybe a lot she's of. A lot of gesturing and that sort of thing. So she tells me to uh, get undressed or right. indicates. Um, she then walks me into this uh, hot tub. And the tub, literally, it doesn't have um, jets or anything. It's just a 
uh, rectangular tile tub of very, very hot water. And I sit in there for a while. And I get out eventually. She comes, she tells me to go on to the, um, to lie down on the- um, Massage table. Thank you, massage table. She puts a sheet over me. It's as if you were there. Were you hiding in the closet? Because it's weird how you know this. Well, you almost carved one out of the air before you found the word. Well, I do a lot of hand gestures when I talk. Two-year-olds love that. All right, so I'm laying down, and then she would very discreetly leave the room sort of in between each section of this procedure. So she leaves the room. I'm laying down on the massage table with the sheet over me. Right. She comes back into the room with a long metal pole with a hook on the end. And I almost levitated off that table because I thought there was something that they did to you with a long metal pole with a hook on the end. I thought she like whacked you on the spine with it or or God forbid something else. Um, And she walked past me into the room with the hot tub and used the long metal pole with a hook to remove the stopper uh, from the tub. Wow. That's what it was that for. That would have alarmed me more than her trying to use it on me. Because I'm thinking if an, establishment like that, if an establishment like that doesn't even have a button or a lever that you can pull to remove a stopper, God knows it. They're a fly by night organization. No, no, it's a it's very, it, no, it's not, it's no. not. But you have to remove that water, otherwise somebody yeah, else bathes but, in the same know, water. Many of us have so, other ways of removing water from <laughs> from tubs. <laughs> like, a spoon, like one spoon no, like a, at a time? Don't you have one on your on your bathtub, like a little thing that you could flick? I don't have that same kind of tub. Either way, my point is, <laughs> oy, 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 that I've been a little leery. Right. Uh, I did go through a massage phase for a while where right. I had massages. I love massages. Do you? And I'm fascinated by them. And I was fortunate in that when, when Jeannie and I were, uh, back when we were living in New York, around the time we got married, um, we had a friend who was uh, working with Jeannie but also putting herself through massage school. And she needed oh. to practice all these different techniques. Yeah. Like like one week it was Swedish and then there was uh, we moved on to deep tissue and then uh-huh. it was shiatsu, which was crazy yeah. and interesting. And uh Boy, that was the best couple of months of my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. really great. Um, shotsu, Swedish. Oh, this is so confusing to but me. But we have somebody who's going to help us work these kinks out. Thank goodness. Our next guest would never use a metal pole with a hook unless he had a kind of retro tub. Let's find out how therapeutic massage can be. I should read this beforehand. <laughs> Michael Greensman is the owner of Massage Revolution, the back and neck pain relief center in Manhattan Beach, California. He's been practicing and teaching various forms of massage for over 27 years. Please years. welcome Michael Greenspan. Hey, Michael. <laughs> All right. Now, Very nice. you notice we had a smattering of applause. We there. had a smattering of applause. And I thought that was even... people can't... They can't help themselves. I think we should just you let int- people applause. You introduce somebody yeah. and people feel like we should applaud. Yeah. I think at but... some point we're going to have to over overrule Reich Marshall Burns and just uh, say... You Captain know, Crinkle. Yeah, Captain Crinkle... Um, did, like, yeah, she's okay with her making any sound in the world, but letting people <laughs> applaud, and it's just... Well, Michael Greenspan, uh, from the Back and Neck Pain Relief Center in Manhattan Beach, um, let me ask you something. Would you feel more comfortable during this conversation if Adam and I made intermittent uh, moaning noises? Would I feel more comfortable? Sure. Yeah. 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 Right at home. Just good definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good answer. I feel at home. Oh, yeah, that's good. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. a fan- good point right there. <laughs> yeah. That was a fantastic <laughs> answer. <laughs> All right. So does a good massage require pain? Is that necessary? No. A good massage does not require pain. A good therapist will work within your comfort level. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My problem would be that you have to tell them what your comfort level is. Yeah. I don't talk well when I'm naked. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really? just not, I just can't do it. Like, I could tell somebody else that I didn't like something that you did, but I'm not very comfortable telling you. One time, uh, um. Do you have like a stuffed animal that Paula can talk to? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'm a complainer, but I'm not a direct complainer, which I realize is a big flaw about. I, one time, um, a pony was standing on my foot and I just waited for him to move. Really? <laughs> yeah. You just let the pony stand on your foot. I did. I just didn't feel comfortable saying, you know, you're on my foot, trigger. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's... Yeah, I'm just not good at direct. Um, So anyways, uh, I did used to get massages um, for a while when I lived in San Francisco, but what happened was the the parking... Michael, we realize we let you get one sentence out so far, and and we're going to get another one before this interview is over. (laughs) Go on, Paula. Thank well, you. did you tell? Did, so you answered the question yeah, about on, whether or not pain. In San Francisco. Right. I had to drive to the place, and the stress of finding a parking place was mm. so much that by the time I got to the massage, you, you know mm. what I mean? I was already more stressed than I was before I left my house. Does it really unstress you, these massages? Massage can really take away a lot of stress. It really depends on the therapist and the intention and the type of massage, right? Uh-huh. And it also depends on. Uh, I would say, you know, how much stress you have. I mean, it's, it could get rid of a lot of stress. You could feel like you were brand new after a good session. Yeah. You can, feel you like can, you're brand you, new. Like you're brand new. You can really, wow. you can get rid of, you can iron out a lot of stress from a massage, from a high quality massage. Now, yeah. do you have, that's the goal of some massages, right? The goal of yeah. other massages is to help people with genuine physical problems, right? Exactly. So there's different intentions. It could be increased circulation. It could be lower blood pressure, get out of pain. It could mm-hmm. be to uh, you heal. You can lower people's blood pressure yeah yeah relaxation wow. response yeah how do you yeah. do so what so how do you do that like yeah ask what bonnie kind, burns to leave the room what kind of <laughs> what kind of massage do you have to have to lower your blood pressure well that would be more of a relaxation that would be more uh-huh. of a relaxation yeah. more than like a pain relief type of massage that's like more trigger point based right you know when right? my blood pressure goes up is when they put that cuff on you and start going like <laughs> <laughs> that makes my oh. blood pressure I mean, go you know, up. that's the thing that I've, I've heard from doctors that that is a thing like yeah. people the minute you put the cuff on them, you might have to do it again. Because yeah. Because they, they you have to off. wait till after the massage. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so they can be relaxing, these massages. I don't know if mine have ever exactly been. For one thing, I just, I feel stressed out by the experience itself. For one thing, just I so fear having gas during the massage. Yeah. That um, I'm, you know, I'm. Uh, You're holding it in. I'm tight. Yeah. Very tight as a is, result. Is that a thing? Is that yeah. thing you worry about? In yeah, a... yeah. I mean, that's a, it's actually quite common. Actually, a lot of people. First of all, when people relax, they have gas. You know, they yeah. let they, they let have it go. Gas when you relax, and they relax. Oh, when thank they, oh, goodness, yeah, I'm yeah. on edge all the time. <laughs> so when they fall asleep, so you know, ideally, when it's not when you're working on their glutes and they fart in your face, right? Yeah. No, I prefer not. <laughs> right? It's when you're more like on the feet. But you know, a, a therapist who's professional will definitely. Understand, you okay. know, and what I and what, and for, for, you know? the therapist is unprofessional. <laughs> unprofessional will, what, laugh well, and point. Maybe lie. Well, maybe uh, you know, just make some. Well, may, maybe judge. You know, oh, yeah, too much. yeah. Maybe that's judge what, too much. I, that's what I, mean, I fear. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I fear that kind of judgment. But um, yeah. Now let, let me ask you something about um, shiatsu and and also related things, which is because it fascinated me that you could find a place on my on my palm or my foot 
that made me feel something very specific in my abdomen or something. Like, is that a is that a thing or am I imagining that? Can you touch parts of somebody's body to fix other parts of their body? Totally. Yeah. That's and that would be more Western science, let's say, with okay. the with what's called referred. Western pain. is when they ride over you with a horse, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you're too yeah, polite to yeah. tell the horse to not do <laughs> right. that. Yeah. Western is when John Wayne does it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, um, more more trigger point based. So if you get a massage, let's say you have a lot of headaches. Okay. Okay. Let's say you do. I don't. Do you have headaches? I don't. You don't have? Do you have headaches? Uh, sure. Okay. Of course. So I have <laughs> where do you get your headaches? Behind your eye? Behind your ear? Behind your head? Like where do you get your headaches? Where are they? I'm trying to Cause think. Because they can be in different spots. I guess they're sort of behind my eyes. Behind your eyes, yeah. right? Okay. So there's actually certain little muscles that radiate pain behind your eyes, and then uh-huh. there's certain little muscles that radiate pain not behind your eyes, behind your head, and then there's certain little muscles that radiate pain down your arm. And uh-huh. it has nothing to do with the nerve. It has to do with muscles that radiate pain to other parts of your body. So if you wanted to get rid of Paula's behind-the-eyes pain, exactly, where would you go on her body? You'd go to splenius capitis or suboccipitals. Splenius capitis? Tell us where, tell us where splenius capitis is. I think I worked there once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, 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 work, I have my taxes I, yeah. done there. I, I, worked, I worked the Bijou Theater in splenius capitis. Really? Oh, it's my God. Great, great crowd Great there. crowd. Yeah. Fantastic right, crowd right. in splenius but, capitis. I come over there and show you if my arm was, or I can. Yeah. If so I can where have, is the splenius capitis? Give me a roundabout where it is. It's right on the side of your neck. It's, it's on your neck. It's, it's on, on the neck. side of your okay. neck. It's on. But you have like eight muscles in your neck. This one particular muscle radiates pain right into your eye. So wow. that would be where, by releasing that muscle here in your neck, okay. you're releasing the headache. So do people wow. make a mistake when they get poked in the eye of grabbing their eye? Instead, they should just grab the side of their neck. <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna, I'll, I'll let Michael answer this. Yeah. yeah, one's more urgent care, cute. one's more yeah. chronic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I wonder Good how point. much of this is just what you believe in, too. Like, if you think... You, you know, like what's that word? Like placebo, placebo kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there any sort of placebo mentality to uh, massages? Do you think? I am, I imagine so. I mean, there's a lot of different types of massage, right? And then right. there's then there's definitely evidence based body work. Yeah, there's evidence based, and then there's you know Eastern medicine that's been around ten thousand years too. Right. Science, no evidence to support it. But no it? evidence by science, right? Wow. You know, to to necessarily really prove shiatsu and you know acupuncture's come a long way where they've gotten science behind it. But things like shiatsu, they don't have a lot of science, but they've been around for 5,000 years. Right. I think so. acupuncture has come a long way. I'd like to see them get rid of the needles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, they've come a long way. To me, that would really be the end of acupuncture. That last <laughs> hurdle yeah. in improving actu- acupuncture. I had acupuncture once for a little did while. Did you? Yeah. It didn't, didn't do the thing it was supposed to do for me. No. But it did cause pain in very little, you know, specific areas on my body. Yeah. little, would you say pinprick? <laughs> Spots where they put the needles. Yeah, by and exactly. Large. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah those, I could those see, areas hurt. I could see that being a problem. <laughs> yeah. Wait, there was something I was just going to ask you. Yeah, when I was going through my massage phase, I sometimes would go to like spa places. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I can't even imagine myself in a spa place now. But I did for a little while try to be a different person. And uh, they, who were you trying to be? Uh, I don't know. Somebody so not me. But they'd do stuff like you'd lay down naked and they'd go like, they'd put like an avocado seed on the small of your back. Like that was supposed to do something. There was a lot of hokum, I think, that, involved. Uh, hokum and quackery. Yeah. Hokum and quackery. <laughs> yes. I want to talk to Michael, we want to ask you about hokum and quackery. <laughs> sure. How prevalent is it in the massage community? And yeah. what are you doing to combat the hoke and the 
And, and the, the quackums. And the quackums. <laughs> yeah. That's a, wow. And where on my body is my hocus quackamus located? <laughs> it's on the other side of your neck. <laughs> That's a good, you know, there is a lot of different variety. You know, spa treatments are not evidence-based. There are evidence-based massage treatments to get you out of pain. But, you know, putting cucumbers on your eyes and avocados on your back and, you know, that's just fluff and that's like, you know, that's luxury, not necessity. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. pampering. How about crystals? How about you cover somebody's body oh, with rocks? Oh, yeah. What about yeah. that? Because I had a girlfriend once who thought that she was really good at that. And I had to like subject myself to just like having rocks on my body. Yeah. A lot of, you know, my, my wife is a, is a body worker too. And she loves crystal therapy. Okay. I, I, me, I, I, me I personally. It's the most reliable thing in the world. <laughs> me personally, I, you know, I, I really don't know. I, you know, I don't know. Okay. So it's, What you does know, she think she's healed with it? What does know, she think she's. The idea with crystal therapy is that there's energy and different vibrations in crystals, depending on the crystal. So there's energy and vibrations, and then the body is energy and vibrations. What so about you- cell phones? Like if I put my cell phone <laughs> on vibrate? Yeah, like Bonnie Burns. Am I going right. to get energy from maybe, that? Maybe. Is there a yeah. crystal in the cell phone? Yeah. I don't know. There is, I think, a crystal in the cell phone. Yeah. Is there not? Well, there's a liquid crystal display, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. it's close enough. Good enough. Uh, crystal. All right. So what do you, did you tell – what is the difference between – what is Swedish massage? That's done with the small meatballs, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. A little on the back, like the av- next to the avocado. Yeah, yeah, next to the avocado. And, and you learn Swedish massage with very handy black and white drawings that put you through them right. step by step. Right. With yeah. no words. You you learn Swedish massage with very relaxing type of strokes. That's really what it is. Oh, yeah. It's your classic TV oil massage. Uh-huh. Relaxation. Oh, so yeah, like you're watching a movie Swedish. and 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 the, and the uh, the Hollywood producer. Is getting a massage. He's probably getting a Swedish massage. Probably a Swedish, unless okay. you see somebody getting hurt. Maybe more of a deep tissue. Let's say, right? Uh-huh. Say, I've had those. Just, do not you know? like them. Or yeah. just, a, or just not a good uh, practitioner. It's. Um, did you ever see the I Love Lucy when they go to Hollywood, and they go to Grauman's, and they try to steal? They steal the John Wayne footprint from Grauman's, mm-hmm. and they break it, and now they're trying to get John Wayne to make new footprints. And Lucy, the long story as to how this happens, but she ends up having to pretend that he's, she is his masseuse. Oh. Do you remember that one? I'm just I don't shocked that this that came around to a relevant place. That's fantastic. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so how would you yeah. answer that, Michael? Yeah. Did you ever see that episode? No, no I, I thought I did, and then no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. You thought you did? Yeah. Like you were following along the story, or yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw then, that. Then yeah. like the massage, no. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, massage, the massage. No, so what happens in this there. episode that is uh, relevant to massage? I mean, like, does well, she, because is she she's given like this, she's like slapping his back and sliding it, you know, she, because at first she starts to do it and he doesn't see her he's got his head down he doesn't see her he doesn't know that it's her yeah john wayne and uh and so she starts out like really not wanting to do this and she starts kind of gently massaging and he's like oh come on george put you know put some muscle into it and then she starts like slapping him and you know, I, I can't I believe it's that far that ago. Would that be a long part ago. of the training film for so, you. Guys. Right, Michael, that should have been like yeah, we're, exactly. We're going to stop the tape and let you go home and watch this episode of I Love Lucy. <laughs> okay, and then come back and give us your assessment as to whether that was good or bad massage. Technique. I'm willing. Yeah. I'm willing. I, that sounds like a good idea to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sure it does. Uh, yeah, no, that's not true. Uh, now, um, so are there other places? Are, is there anything in the brain that can be affected by massage? Yeah, there, there is. He said that with the funniest yeah, look on his there's, face. There's, yeah. there, there's so, there was like a mad scientist yeah. look on Michael's <laughs> face right then. It's such an, it's such a long, it's, 
You can affect the brain, the, the trigger points that cause pain. Those are in your nervous system, in your brain, that go to your entire nervous system, causing right. pain in the rest of your body. Mm -hmm. So there's body work that's evidence-based trigger point therapy that will affect the brain and, and then hence affect your pain. There's right. also cranial sacral that affects the cranial plates, you know, in your head. So, no, what does well, that mean, cranial sacral? Cranial sacral works on the rhythm. I got married to one. Yeah. <laughs> A cranial sacral? Sacral, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know what that means. Sometimes yeah. he just says so. Yeah. All right, all right, okay, so, all right, so <laughs> cranial sacral means what? Cranial sacral, they're working the cranium and the sacrum to balance them out. And the idea is it balances out the rhythm. The well, the cranial is uh, up in the head. What's your the skull, yeah. sacral? What is that? Your sacrum. Your sacrum. What's your sacrum? Your sacrum is the triangle bone by your butt. Triangle oh, bone, your pelvis, that, the little triangle bone. Your, your oh, tail, oh, your pelvis. pelvis. It's not on the backside. Yes, it's on the backside. On the backside. Oh, that's where they put the avocado seed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, now, now it looks like this avocado thing was yeah. evidence-based, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> now this makes all the sense in the world to me. Somebody go out and get all me right. a crystal. So you do right. So you do a thing, uh, you know, rubbing the skull, and then you move down to the sacral? And then back up and down again. It's also known as the butthead massage, right? Yeah, the butthead <laughs> massage. It's more, it's more holding. It's more static, okay. statically holding. Oh, I see. What do you yeah. mean holding? What they do is they hold. I am not a cranial sacral therapist, just okay. so you know. Um, they hold. They the hold sacrum, your brain. They hold your cranial plates, and they feel the rhythm of your. Um, of a, uh, an energetic rhythm between your cranium and your sacrum, uh, to clear up the. Uh, the, the energy patterns, the energy lines. So it's a way of rebalancing the cranium and the sacrum. The and cr this can help with pain? It can help with pain, migraines, people who have a lot of different uh, head traumas, mm -hmm. uh, oh, wow. yeah, physical traumas. The cranial plates can shift, and, they, and they're actually um, osteopaths. Actually, doctors are, uh, know how to work on the cranial bones because they can move. They can shift. Yeah. So that's not so much a masseur. That's yeah. more of like a body worker. That's a little different. You know, a massage therapist isn't going to be shifting your cranial plates around. I would oh, hope okay. not. I would if hope I, not. So yeah. if I go to a massage therapist and they start to shift my cranial plates around, I'll know that they are out of their <laughs> League. Right. Is that correct? Unless you go to one of those, you know, yeah. off-brand massage therapists, yeah. and you just leave an extra twenty on the yeah. dresser, and they'll. Or if there's one who takes out a scalpel, <laughs> I'll yeah. say to myself, "Okay, this is not a massage." Yeah, you're either pulling out a stopper with that, or I'm yeah. leaving. Yeah, wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, is there anything that uh, involving massage that can help with memory? Mm. I'm always looking for something to help with my memory problems. Yeah, Paula has concerns about her memory. I do. Yeah. That's a really good Let question. Let me ask you something. Did I already ask you that? Mm -mm. I okay. imagine, you know, <laughs> I imagine a lot of memory can be, can be stress. A lot of memory fatigue can be stress induced. So oh, the more yeah. you can relax and iron those out, the more you can release things like traumas, the more you can release like, uh, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, the more you're going to clear up your memory, I imagine. Wow. That sounds like a stress, right. a maybe, stretch, but. Yeah, maybe you know, I, maybe no, I will have to go back yeah. for this massage. Now you, you mentioned. You, you have a lot of stress in your life. I have a lot of stress. So the Swedish massage is the more sort of gentle, relaxed kind. And then the shatsu is what? Shatsu is finger pressure. That's what it means. Finger pressure. Finger pressure. Usually clothed. And it's a Japanese form of body work and a Chinese form of medicine traditionally. And when, sometimes they'll say like they found a, uh, y you know, like a... The, y a penny. No, they found like a, a knot in your muscles. Is such a thing really exist? Yeah, a knot. Yeah, there's oh. landmine knots called trigger points. Landmine yeah. knots? Landmine knots. Yeah, like knots that have knots. Oh, oh wow. wow. And, yeah. so, and so they just, they, they smush them with their thumb or something. So that would be, the landmine knots would be more trigger point western base. Eastern base would be more shiatsu clearing up the meridians, which is what acupuncture 
acupuncture does with needles, right. but shiatsu does with fingers, so it's right. non-needle based. So they, they go to the places where they believe that uh, certain parts of your body are, are controlled from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. And then they clear up blockages, energy blockages. They call it meridians. Meridians. Yeah. This energy thing, is that, uh, that always sounds kind of woo-woo to me. Is it like... Uh, is it evidence-based, this energy thing? I think it's more, you know, I think it's more faith-based and trust. And I don't know how much science has actually um, discovered the energy base. Many people do believe in it, right? Like, like you said, that, 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 that acupuncture has had some science. Acupuncture uh, has, yeah, science in more than just releasing endogenous opiates. Just right. feel good. They actually have science for endogenous helping. Endogenous opiates? Are those in- opiates that don't? Seem to be one gender or the other. That would be androgynous. Oh, yeah. my mistake. <laughs> right. Uh, so, exactly. So more like, uh, uh, like acupuncture is shown to help a lot with like internal medicine. There's a lot of ex- there's a lot of science for internal medicine. Yeah. Yeah, with that. Mm. So, stabby stuff. I, I always I just feel like I always end up with somebody that's a little bit on the woo woo side. You know, mm-hmm. how you, can Paula you go avoid in the woo-woo? and there's like a lot of batik <laughs> and they're playing a didgeridoo and you just find it hard to understand how that could help. Yeah. Is yeah. there a way that that a listener out there or Paula could find a massage therapist who's not going to do aromatherapy and energy based stuff and avocados on her butt and stuff like yeah. that yeah that you know that is that is our mission where where we are it's more evidence-based body workers so mm-hmm. i suggest that wherever you are if you're looking for less woo-woo and you want more evidence-based you want to find someone who's more of a body worker mm-hmm. somebody who does more soft tissue therapy muscle therapy namely things like uh, trigger point based mm-hmm. neuromuscular base mm-hmm. uh, you've heard of rolfing possibly or myofascial release all those right. are more evidence-based soft tissue is mus- that what you do yeah that's uh-huh. what we do yeah and and those are more muscle work, like right. muscle and soft tissue. It's less somebody just holding your head saying, I'm just going to clear up your energy, which mm-hmm. which there's a market for, but yeah. that's not for somebody who wants more, you know, more yeah. uh, physical-based body work. Yeah. yeah. So you go in, the client comes in, you shake their hand, you say, hi, I'm Michael, and then their legs collapse because it's just where you push. <laughs> It's, you just like squeeze their hand and then <laughs> their, their legs re- relax to such a degree. Yeah, Is instantly. That what you do to people? Instantly, yeah. right away. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. Good yeah. No. Somebody keep in mind. Now, Michael, before before we go, we do want you to do the butterfinger taste test for reasons which I still don't understand. So, uh, Paula, because I'm proving that butterfinger is moving in the wrong direction. Right. No, I do uh, get that. All right. Okay. So all you're right. gonna hand okay, Michael so a butterfinger. I'm handing Michael a butterfinger. It's a blind taste test. He knows it's a butterfinger. He does not know if it's the improved flavor Butterfinger or the good kind. So how's that, Michael, now that you're tasting it? Sweet, good. Sweet, good. Like a Butterfinger. You know? Like yeah. a Butterfinger, okay. It tastes very much like a Butterfinger. Now uh, cleanse your palate if you want with some water or if you have any, or you're out of water. Or this okay. baklava or oh, these well, Doritos. You can have some baklava or Doritos because <laughs> this is... This is not really yeah. science Can anybody based. bring this sorbet? I forgot to bring this and now, sorbet. Now you're going to hand that one over to Michael. Okay, now I'm handing you, Michael, I'm handing you the uh, second. Test but it's a blind taste test. It's not identified in any way. The pretty crunchy nougat fell apart. Now, Michael. Mm. So the question is, which one do you like better? He is going back for a second Yeah, he's going back for a second second, second, second bowl. Um, yes. I like the second one better. The second one better. Ah. Paula, what was it? Ah. Oh, no. Ah. It's the new improved Butterfinger. Oh, yeah. Is it less cloying, Michael? It, it, it tastes a little... 
I just like it. You it just like smoother. it better. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have, I don't not, have an adjective for it. Yeah, he doesn't well, have an adjective for it. Yeah, you're Do you see what it did to him? It stripped his adjectives. No, it didn't strip his adjectives. <laughs> it did. It stripped his adjectives. It stripped his goddamn adjectives. I, I will say that the second one that he tasted, the one he liked better, created less residue on the table as well. It, you know, when he put that first one down, it just kind of like exploded onto the table in a peanutty... It's crispity crunchity. Crispity crunchity. Uh, yes. Whereas the what do you have? What was the second kind? What they say about the nuts in the second one? Uh, the, <laughs> they say that they were the uniform the, or something. They, they were, were here in the studio, I think. The, uh, yeah, a more uniform mouthfeel. Yeah, is yeah. that uniform mouthfeel? Did you notice more that? natural tasting, the more roasted uniform peanut mouth flavor? feel of the rustic uh, peanut flavor? I did notice that. Yeah, All it's, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. If I hadn't have said it, he wouldn't have noticed it. Because it stripped his adjectives from him. That's what it did. It didn't. That's why I'm not going to eat those new kind. Because. <laughs> well, you know, all of us have to take what action we think is necessary to affect change in this world, Paul. Yeah. I'm not going to eat those new kind because I'll be here on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Eating anything I'm, but butter. And I won't have any adjectives. Right. And that's an important part of this show. It sure is. That's why two-year-olds love this show. Uh, well, Michael, Michael, thank you so much. Uh, it is, by the way, two to one. The good so far. The good Butterfinger is two to one right now, winning. Right now, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Michael Greenspan, for relaxing our muscular anxiety about body work. Paula, now that you're an expert on this, what advice can you give our listeners about massage? House band Jacqueline Rainey, could I have a little background music for my massage summary? <laughs> Beautiful. The body is like the house in the Three Stooges short, A Plumbing We Shall Go, after the Stooges work on the plumbing. When the cook turned on the switch light, water came out of the lamp. There are parts that can be massaged that affect other parts. For example, the splenius capitis on the side of the neck shoots pain into the eye. They're connected. Which is why, if you get hit in the neck with a poisoned dart from a blowgun, you blink. <laughs> the sweetest massage, which is almost impossible to say, is about relaxation. The shiatsu massage involves pressure. Two-year-old, really owie pressure. If you want a science-based massage, you might want to go to a body worker. If you go to a massage room and you are surrounded by a group of people in grass skirts holding hands and the practitioner begins by preparing a seaweed dish on a wood-fired walk, it might not be a science-based approach. All right, Michael Greenspan is the owner of Massage Revolution, the back and neck pain relief center in Manhattan Beach, California. Thank you, Michael. All right, when we when we come back, the scooter revolution is here. And I love that can of plus. There are birds flying down streets everywhere. There ought to be a law, but there isn't. Attorney Catherine Lehrer tells us how to navigate the scooter craze. That's coming up next. The Cat of the Week is Pluto from Ellisburg, Pennsylvania. Release the hounds! Okay, we're back. Now, Paula, this is exciting. I understand that you have a contest that you've come up with for our listeners, and it, it's, it's a doozy, isn't it? Oh, this is very exciting, Adam. I am offering a fresh bar of hotel soap to the listener who comes up with the best short sentence or two 
to describe our podcast. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Now yeah. you go to a you do a lot of gigs on the road. Tremendous amount of travel. Yeah, and, and you... a fresh hotel soap. You know, I go there, there's a wide variety of soaps offered now at these hotels. And you're collecting them. Uh, well, I will now. Okay, great. And uh, what I'm going to suggest is that you bring them here on a weekly basis and give them to Tony Anita Hall so that we can line them up and photograph them, and people can actually choose which well, hotel soap they select win. Select the hotel soap. Select their that's hotel. A, can I? Can a I? Wonderful that? idea. Well, well the other thing we could do is taste tests with the soap. I don't. Less less exciting is that yeah. idea. Yeah. So you could bite into one bar of soap and yeah. tell me if it's cloying. Yeah, I'm going to guess it's almost always cloying. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, let's talk about this description. We, you want a, a really accurate description of our show. Yeah, you know, I do a lot of interviews and they'll say like, oh, I understood you have a podcast. Which What's is it like? What yeah. you have to say to everybody nowadays right. um, because everyone has a podcast. Um, but uh, And then they go, yeah, what's it like? And I kind of go, which isn't really good interview stuff. I go like, um, um, I go, well, Adam okay. Felber's there. Yeah. Okay, so this is actually great. What I like about this is that it's really not going to help us if you write in your description that Adam Felber's on every show, because that's not really that's not an exciting description to tell an interviewer. So at least I might be free of that. Two soaps, if you include Adam Felber's on every show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Yeah. So there, I'm looking for a couple of good, succinct sentences that you can tell interviewers around the country when they ask you, "What's this podcast of yours?" Precisely. Excellent. Now, if you have a couple of sentences that describe our podcast, you can email us at nobodylistenstopaulapoundstone at gmail.com. And if you want to find out where Paula's going to be in person and where she got her fine collection of soaps, keep listening. I'm going to be in Denver May 3rd at the Paramount Theater and in Seattle on May 10th at the Moore Theater. Oh, Denver has some great soaps, too. All of your tour dates are available at paulapoundstone.com. That's where you can also get Paula's book, The Totally Unscientific Study of the Search for Human Happiness. And the other one, There's Nothing in This Book That I Meant to Say, as well as her performance CDs. That is correct. You know, people go from all over the world to bathe in Denver because of the hotel soaps. That's just um, also, on my website, you can get... My remarkably soft tri-polyblend T-shirt with a self-portrait on the left breast and a uh, memorable quote on the back. Yes, it's um, a great T-shirt. Um, it is a great t- It's a yeah. tri-polyblend, which a, makes it's, it remarkably soft. It's a tri-blend, as they say in the industry. Tri-polyblend's tri-poly not a tri-poly thing. Blend. That would be it's if, a tri-poly you, blend. if you made that T-shirt out of three parrots. <laughs> Thank you, house band Jacqueline Rainey. This is just elevating our tone tonight, I think. It really is. You live in Santa Monica, right? I do. And that is ground zero for the scooter invasion. That's correct. Yes. Now, you own a scooter yourself, one of those electric scooters. I do. I own an electric scooter, and I I use it for short trips in the Santa Monica area. I wear a helmet. Uh Uh-huh. I stop at stop signs. You obey the law. I try. I try to the extent that you know, and, and as much as I do when I drive. And you and I are both kind of pro scooter notionally, in that you and I both like electric and alternative um, transportation. Particularly right. I that mean, are not when cars. I do that, it, it saves me. It, like I, I wouldn't walk to those places a lot of times because right. I just don't have the time to do it. Um, but I'm not using the car, and so I feel that it is a good thing to be doing. 
Yeah. However, however, if you're out there and maybe you're not a listener who lives in an urban area where this is becoming a thing, scooters, particularly by the Bird Company, uh, rentable electric scooters have become a little bit of a plague. As much as they help the environment, uh, they're so unregulated or, or laws are not enforced um, that, that things are things are getting a little bit uh, out of control. It's give, Wild West out there in yes. Scooterville. Let me give you some stats. Bird first launched its scooter sharing service in Santa Monica in September 2017. Since then, it has grown to over 100 cities facilitated over 10 million rides wow. and recently became the fastest startup to achieve $2 billion valuation. Wow. Now, when it says that it facilitated 10 million rides, does it, c- could some of those be ambulance rides? <laughs> it's quite possible <laughs> uh, because here's some more stats. Um, in Santa Monica, the city's fire department has responded to 34 serious accidents involving scooters in the summer of 2018 alone. Wow. Do we have a problem with the birds? Here to help us sort it out is attorney Catherine Lehrer, partner with her husband in the Santa Monica law firm McGee, Lehrer, and Associates. Please welcome Catherine Lehrer. Thank you. Boy, we broke right through that applause band. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> Bonnie instituted yeah, that band. Yeah. It was like one a, of her insane demands at the beginning of this show. Honestly, like a helmetless rider on a bird scooter. <laughs> <laughs> now, you wear a helmet, right? Oh, I do wear a helmet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, you know why I wear a helmet? Because I don't look that good in diapers. Um, oh, I see. The whole time I'm on that scooter, I, f- I feel like I am an accident waiting to happen to begin with. And so I just, I would like to protect my head if I possibly could. Okay. Well, welcome, Catherine. Because, you know, if you bang your head. No, I get it. Uh, if you bang your head, <laughs> it'll hurt your arm. It could. Yeah, as we just learned from our Michael's, massage therapy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. So, Catherine, do we have an emerging scooter crisis? Yes, we do. We do. We do. And, Paul, I want to say I'm very happy to hear that you wear a helmet. Yeah. Very few people do. You're right, re- because really they an rent anomaly. them. And who walks around the city with a, a, a helmet in their hand? Nobody That's the does. problem. Nobody has a helmet. I'd say maybe 1% of people I see riding scooters actually wear a helmet. Wow, yeah, I've never 1%. seen anybody else wear a helmet. Mm-hmm. In fact, I feel a little dorky wearing mine because people look at me funny, but well, I, I don't care. Good for you for yeah. wearing one. Okay. Yeah, it's good. So can you tell us some of the basic scooter laws and if they're being enforced? Like- and they are laws, by the way, oh, right? There are absolutely. laws. Absolutely. The, there are laws under the California Vehicle Code that apply to electric scooters. Uh, for one thing, uh, you're supposed to ride on the street, not the sidewalk. Okay. That's a big one. Very important. Yeah. No tandem riding. Okay, just one person per scooter. Only one person per scooter. Is a helmet a law? Well, it was the law. I don't know if you know this, but it was the law in California that adults who ride electric scooters have to wear helmets. That law ended on January 1st of this year. That's because Bird sponsored a bill which was signed into law, which removed the helmet requirement for adults. But oh, wait a minute. Hey. I didn't, I vote and I didn't vote on that. Um, I don't, it, it was it was signed into law. I didn't vote on oh, it either. So it I never the, would have. It through was the Santa Monica the, City. No, no, through the state of California. Oh, okay, got So you. it wasn't a ballot initiative. It was oh, no. we okay. elect our representatives right. and they take and money they from Congress. And, and they voted for it and, and it was our, signed into law. It was sponsored by Bird. And uh-huh. to me, it's Wow, not. has that caused a lot of head injuries? <laughs> Do you deal with a lot of head injuries in your line of work? We deal with a lot of head injuries from scooter accidents, absolutely. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Is it usually the person riding the scooter or the person being hit by the scooter? Usually the person riding the scooter. Because okay. these things are going the, at 15 miles an hour or more. State law says the maximum speed is 15 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. They actually often go more than 15 miles an hour. Some of them are overclocked. A little bit. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, so, so serious head injuries are happening. And now how, how could Bird not be liable for that? Well, 
when you download the app, and it's not just Bird, it's Bird, Lime. There are a lot of scooter companies out there. Okay. Yeah. When you download the app, there's a user agreement that that's you have a user to. Agreement. That's right. Yeah. And Bird's user agreement is 58 screen pages long on your cell phone. Uh, uh, and one of the mimes, on one of those screens, it says, "We're not if responsible." We break your head. That's your fault. That's right. Okay. Now, Lime's user agreement is 261 wow. pages long. Boy, that'll put you off from reading the user agreement. Yeah. Yeah, I've spoken to Do you think two they th- do that on purpose? Do you think they make the user agreement so long that no one is going to read it? Sure. That's probably part of it. But I also, mean, they're just that- packing it with, you're giving up, you're giving away every right there is under wow. the sun. Right. right. So it says, like, somewhere on page 240, it says the um, people who own Lime can move into your house and you, there's nothing you can do about it. That's one is of the Is that part things. of that thing? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, it actually violates the, what, what amendment is that about quartering of soldiers? Uh, is it's it the fourth? Near, it's, it, might, it might be the might be the fourth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just guessing. We're going to say it's the fourth. That's, un, the that's fourth. unreasonable search and seizure, I think. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, maybe it, it is. Be quartering yeah. Well, that's allowed too. Uh, really? Once, once you Lime sign the user agreement. Un, 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 yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Now, Catherine, you are apparently involved in a class action lawsuit that you filed against Bird and Lime and their manufacturers? That's correct. Now, what is what are you trying to get them for? Well, here? we alleged gross negligence, um, mm-hmm. aiding and abetting assaults, oh, public boy. nuisance. How does okay. it aid and abet assaults? If you're walk, pedestrian walking down a street, oh, down yeah, the street and, one, and, the, and a and scooter comes whizzing you? by you and you... Yeah. Jerk out of the way. Yeah. That's an assault. You were in imminent fear of being a, a physical harm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I know the, the nuisance thing is true. Now, again, we have listeners from all over the country and all over the world. And if you don't know this stuff is happening, the way these scooters work is that you rent them from these kiosks and you drive they're away. They're not even on a kiosk. They're, oh, do- they're dockless. They're, they're dockless. They're, they're dockless. So they, they are just left Wherever the last user well, yes. leaves it, so it could be, um, it could be on the median strip, right. it could be on the sidewalk, it could be at the end of somebody's. I mean, they just literally drop them and walk right. away. So they're often where, in where the way. Where will you get them in the morning? They, they then are abandoned but wherever they a, run out of um, money. Right, you, you where, buy an hour when it, wherever the user. Wants to get off. So they just get off and they leave in the middle of bike paths and stuff. It it really is kind of crazy. Yeah, they're they're in the way a lot, but everybody must have seen these silly things by now. But um, it looks like a skateboard, except for on the front of it, it has a a, a handle, a a vertical uh, bar. Post, thank you, with a handlebar on the post. And, um, And they're electric. Yes, and it, there's also this weird gig economy tie-in to it, which is both kind of cool and kind of strange, which is that people earn extra cash by picking up those scooters when they're abandoned and bringing them to some central location, right? They take them to their, back to their apartments and they use their landlord's electricity to oh, charge, to charge them. them. Oh! And, and they get money for that, though, right? Yes, they're returning they do. a charge oh. to the scooter. Oh, this gets ugly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and again, I, I am, it's not that I'm not in favor of them, but there's got to be a way that we can use them without being so at risk. I think there's a, uh, you know what it is? There's like a tourist mentality about them, which is uh, like a Las Vegas mentality. Like, I'm out of town. I can right. do whatever I want. I'm not going to get caught. And then I'm going to go back to my regular life. I'm going to be law-abiding. Um, right. So there really is like a Wild West feel to it. And I'll, you know? I'll, when you say tourists, that's interesting because so many of the people who call us who are injured are literally tourists in town from out of state where they don't have these things. Yeah. And they see scooters. Oh, like they're and on they every look corner. Like so much they look fun. like a toy. I bet they're, I bet they're Nobody's wearing a helmet. There's kids on them. It looks so easy. Yeah. And they hop on it and they have no idea of the danger they're about to encounter. 
Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't ride with other people because uh, no one else would even ride in my car, to be honest with you. Um, I've I ridden just, in your car. You're, you're, you a, you're a more competent driver than you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> I put a student driver sticker on the back of my scooter. Yeah. No, uh, well, just, just for our listeners, Paula does, in fact, have a student driver sign on the back of her car. Yeah. And just keeps people away from me. Yeah. It's just better. <laughs> it's just better for everyone involved. Well, you don't have one on your scooter, though. No, I don't really. I was making that up. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I feel like I follow the rules about everything except for I cannot signal. Because if I take my hand off, I will fall down. Is, sco- um, is signaling while on a scooter a law? You should signal. You should use hand signals but if she when you're falls riding. Over, well, that's not going to help. That's the very problem. These scooters are very unstable. They're very right. tippy. They often have um, loose screws. I mean, you you own your own scooter. You take care of it. You know what the condition. No, it's I don't in. really. There's nothing. No, there's, I don't know what I'm supposed to do for it. She's taking care no, of it. No, in fact, I'm surprised um, she charges it. I, no, I I do. Uh, mine is really not. Mine is like made in China and sort of made to break down. I think. Yeah. Um, and I overcharged it. Uh, one of them I overcharged one time because I didn't know such a thing could happen. Oh. And then the battery just is done. Mm. And we contacted it's the Chinese company. Of- and they're like, yeah, no, we're not going to do anything about that. No. Okay, thanks. Because yeah. I, mean, I just want to buy a new battery for it. Yeah, we don't sell batteries. So uh, I question the, the uh, quality of your scooter. There. I might have a poor quality scooter. I think you probably do. Yeah, that's yeah. a big possibility. If, if you could plug it in and leave it and then break the battery by leaving it plugged in, yeah. that's not a very good scooter. Yeah. And, and the then other thing, it turns out if, the battery's not replaceable? If you that's hit a, a shitty scooter. If you hit two-year-olds, if you hit a, a bump, um, the battery cuts out for a second. It does not. Yeah, well, does. let's talk about hitting bumps. Okay. okay. Yeah, hitting okay. bumps. Yeah, yes. Okay, so these rentable- I like how you managed to work yourself back into the yeah, conversation, Captain, because that's yeah. rare bumps in this show. Bumps are, are Yeah, but important. that's probably the yeah. lawyer part of you that's good at like knowing when to yeah, interject I focus on the bumps. bumps. So, okay. Yeah. okay, these scooters have these tiny little wheels. Exactly. Right? And they're not air-filled like bicycle wheels. No, there's no shock They're solid absorbing. core wheels. They, yeah. they, like skateboard They have no wheels? give. They're, no, they're not forgiving. Yeah. So okay. if you go over even any a minor roadway imperfection, uh, a pebble, yeah, you could go flying, yeah, because these things can't make. We have a lot of calls from people who are injured when they're transitioning from the street up a driveway. That's called the apron of a driveway. You know that slope, yeah. And there's a little curb to could get up onto that. Okay, the apron. You there's that little that little <laughs> yeah. one inch, right? One yeah. and a half inch. Yeah. Those that front wheel hits that. Yeah. Boom. Riders go, go flying. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Mine, Why not make them with bigger wheels? Why not? I don't know. They, maybe it's more expensive. Maybe this yeah. is cheaper yeah, it for them. Less, uh, energy efficient. Mine. Uh, one time when the uh, the battery cut out, it just and they don't coast. It's in the the way that it is not like a skateboard. Is like um, if the battery dies, you. It's very hard to just push it with your foot like you would a skateboard. Um, or, it doesn't, sc- or a non-electric scooter. Right. It doesn't coast hardly at all. That might so, be a safety um, feature. Uh, I don't know, maybe. But uh, So I was riding mine one time and the battery just got out to stop for no good reason. Right. And uh, and I went flying. Okay, um, this, I managed this to get this my feet too? under yeah, myself. This happens all the time. Lime has actually recalled its scooters in... Um, I believe in New Zealand and in Switzerland because the scooters were dying mid-ride. What was happening, apparently, was the software was rebooting in the middle of the ride. Oh. Wow. So then it would just stop on a dime and the, the passenger the rider would, not, would the be rider would not. tossed off. At least if there was a dime involved, I could have made some money on it. Right. As it was. It stopped. Yeah. Now, wow. what about enforcement's got to be one of the big problems, right? I've never seen anybody stopped on a scooter for doing things, and, and they... 
No, like me neither. Bike paths or sidewalks. Well, I think or... police would be giving tickets all day long. Don't they, they were... want well, to? Well, they don't seem to mind ticketing my car on street cleaning day. Well, I mean, they should. I don't, I don't know why they're not enforcing the law, but they're not. I think over the summer, there was some handing out of tickets in Santa Monica. I'm sure in other cities, but there's not a lot of time spent giving out tickets. Well, I rode the Santa Monica bike path this summer, and I, I don't mind bragging about that a little bit. And I had my son and my nephew with me, and it's just the most wonderful thing, the bike path that runs along the beach. Sure. Except this summer, it was littered with scooters. And I mean littered in that it wasn't just the people whizzing by on scooters, but the abandoned scooters in the middle of the path. Very dangerous. Yeah, they literally just go, okay, I'm done. And they yeah, get out. Imagine doing that with a car, like a rental car. Like, okay, I'm done with this. And you just get out, and it's like on the 405 in the right lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm finished. I went as far as I wanted to go with that car. Yeah. But, there's, 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 but is there any move on to enforce these things more, or is that just a... Well, I, I think do. I've recommended to the city of Santa Monica that they should be enforcing the laws because people if if the laws are not enforced, no one's going to bother following the law. Right, right. Exactly. When, um, you know, when birds started, they were the first one in Santa Monica. Wasn't there a point at which in, that Santa Monica City Council was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You know, this is causing they, all sorts of problems. Yep. And, and they actually didn't find bird, bird. Come back and just pay them a whole bunch of money. And 300, they went, OK, whatever you want to do. Go they ahead. Three hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Wait, was this the fine or is this bird coming back and saying? Bird, Bird was fined by the city of Santa Monica and paid $300,000. But then Paula's theory is that they then came back and gave even more money to change the city council's You bond. know, I don't know. You don't know? Okay. But they, did they to. change the things that they were fined for? No, I don't think anything has changed. These things are incredibly dangerous. They have such shoddy maintenance practices. Okay, so maintenance is a big problem now, too. Huge problem. Okay. They're, they're what, what's described as reactive instead of proactive. When somebody's scooter breaks, it gets brought in. But then it gets then, brought in, but they don't check the scooter between rides. The, the scooter manufacturer instructions, you can buy these things off Amazon, and you can download the manufacturer's instructions, and it says check them between every ride. It says store them indoors. Right. They're not stored indoors. Yeah. Mine's stored indoors. between rides. Paul's what am I checking in. for in between rides, by well, the way? Well, this, that's the other issue. They're relying on their <laughs> your, customers. Your instruction manual's in Chinese anyway. You wouldn't yeah, be yeah. able to. They're relying on their customers who are lay people to, to know what to check. Yeah. You don't know what to check. I don't know what, I to, don't know check. what to check. I mean, you well, check to you make sure do. the screws are tight. You make sure the handlebars are tight. You make sure the yeah, brakes no, work. Paula didn't know there were screws until this moment. Oh. Yeah, no, that's the problem. You're absolutely right. I was about to go, Screws? I knew it. You know, I've known you a long right time, Paula Poundstone. I'm going to make a uh, balloon animal. Oh, she's I'm going to make a Catherine, balloon animal. Catherine, don't get your hopes uh, up. If you're oh. a balloon animal enthusiast, prepare yourself for disappointment. All right. Um, now, do you have to have a driver? You don't have to have a license of any kind to ride a scooter, No, no, right? no, no. Right. Look, California law says you must have a driver's license. Oh, oh yeah, driver's you have to have license. a driver's license. Absolutely. Okay. You have to know the what rules of the road. Oh, oh, the rules of the road. Because I was thinking, Because you're riding on the road. Sure you are. Except that you're usually riding on the sidewalk. Well, you shouldn't be. Okay, great. Yeah. No, you're not supposed to ride on the sidewalk. No. By the way, the sidewalk is a crazy place to ride in anyways because the sidewalk has the um, brakes in the sidewalk. Yes. It has cracks. It has elevation offsets. Right. It has pedestrians. It has... It sure does. Yeah. yeah. It's very wow. dangerous. Not when they see the scooter coming, it doesn't have pedestrians. So you're getting a ton of business from this scooter I've spoken thing. to between 200 to 300 accident victims over the last year. Wow. wow. And, and just why in the do Los they Angeles know area. to call you? Do you have, like, on the back of the scooter, are you advertising? Yeah. Is it, it, do you have, like, a sign on a bus that has, yeah, like, you standing next to a scooter oh, wow. and it says, 
accidentes? Yeah. I mean, it seems to me if if Bird thought they could make money off of it, they would let you advertise it because it sounds like they're just right. They don't. It's not proactive in any way. They're no. just like, yeah, well, you know, we'll take in the teeth every so often, but we make enough <laughs> money off the other rubes that it doesn't matter. Right. So I think if you approached them, they would give you some advertising well, think space. About that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would put the signs like on the pavement itself facing up so that when people oh. collide with the pavement, there's your sign. There oh, you that's go. a good idea. Yeah, street yeah. painting kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, now. I'm my, that's the sound of my. Um, I lost the lid to my. Um, your balloon oh, inflator it device? It's over near Bonnie Burns. Bonnie, can you get me my. I lid? can't believe we're taking time um, to have you inflate a balloon. I'm making uh, the, the lid to my. Um, this is just an awful top sound. To my, too. It's not. It's an audio medium. Um yeah, yeah this is the sound. This is the sound of Paula's crappy balloon pump malfunctioning. Uh, by the way, so if I could... were to get injured by this balloon pump, would you be able to help me sue the shit out of these balloon pump makers? If it's a bad injury, Paula, it's got to be bad before oh, I'll take it. It's got to be a bad injury. <laughs> yeah. So when people come to you, do you ask them like, okay, how bad the injury? And then yes, like, I do. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. And the worse the injury, the more excited you get. Well, I wouldn't say I get it. You go like, excited. how much? How much? It's, it's, how much do I have a case? The thing. worse the yeah. injury, the more they're entitled to compensation. How much blood was there? How much now, blood was there? Now, You're if, like ghoulish. If in frustration I hurt Paula with that pump, <laughs> can we sue the manufacturer? Yeah, no. It was, <laughs> I'd say she can sue you. Yeah, oh, honestly. See, that's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I would rather sue the manufacturer. Yeah, no. because, okay, as you can see, what I'm making right now is a scooter. You're not. I am. No. And um, it's got, uh, the rider has no helmet. And so there's going to be a huge injury here. Yeah, well, <laughs> there is about to be a huge injury here. <laughs> Give me that pump. This is awful. <laughs> now, now, You know, Adam is of a belief that balloon animals in an audio medium are worthless. And I entirely disagree. I think they're relatively worthless. No, <laughs> not, not, I use so many people on Twitter ask me about my balloon animal skill. They do, because they like you. But yeah, uh, look, yeah. it's, it's almost like pinning a, a, a kindergartner's stuff to the refrigerator. Pinning a kindergarten's stuff? Yeah, like, like, like a drawing by a, by a preschooler to oh. a refrigerator. Oh, to, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they just yeah. like you, Paula. They're giving you a pat on the head. About I, these balloon animals. I always liked my kids' art. Do you put your kids' art on? You don't like it when you put it on the refrigerator? Well, my kids are very, very talented. But oh! Most kids. <laughs> oh, there it is. So different than everyone else's children. They are. In fact, Adam's children don't need helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Their cranial plates. Their cranial plates are, are very strong. So and as you know, my son has a strong neck as well. Place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you All think, right, so, by the way, um, because you are a lawyer, yeah. Um, if this cough does come from mold, can I sue my landlord? You may have a claim. Oh, boy. So, yeah. Too, bad, right. too bad that mold doctor last week kind of poured yeah, some cold water on that idea. Yeah, he kind of took. <laughs> kind of told um, you that's not really So your you're landlord. probably hoping that my cough grows in intensity as we're here today. The worse that makes, the cough, the yeah, better the, the case. The better the claim. <laughs> your wow. Cough is, your cough geez. is really impressive. Like you, in a court of law, you could you could sue anybody with, yeah. for that cough. I, bro- I broke a rib coughing last year, and when I went to the urgent care, the doctor there told me that's not possible. And my assistant, Wendell, said, she never heard you cough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, there it is. That's beautiful. That is a scooter is uh, it, with a helmetless rider. That's now, fantastic. Uh, Ka- Catherine, yes. and, and be aware that you're under oath. Do you see that in that balloon animal? You do, don't you? Um, yes, of course. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> because you're not under oath. 
She was in her room. That's terrible. All right, now we want to do one more thing, which is, uh, are you willing to do, and you can say no, the Butterfinger taste test? Sure. There you go. Okay, so we're going to... So we're going to do more bits of physical comedy and, and visual business that will leave our audience completely zoned out. That's not true. It's not true at all. All right. Okay. So, um, all right. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you. Okay. She's going to give you. I'm giving a Catherine um, two d- uh, different kinds of butterfingers. They are not labeled, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there you go. There's your first one. So that was just Not, go right ahead and taste unlabeled. that. Unlabeled. She has no idea whether it's the new improved recipe, and I use finger quotes when I say that, right? Or whether it is the standard recipe. I, I I would have to say that that Catherine seems to be the first person who's really being judicious about this. She's really giving it a taste, really it's moving it around, experiencing the mouthfeel, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's because the law is her wife. Okay. And then, uh, okay, that's fine. Can you All give right, her I'm the ready. other one? She's ready for the other one. Okay. Are you ready? Do you remember I am. which is which? Okay. okay. All right. I love that you brought two Ziploc bags and cleverly coded their labels. Yeah, I can't remember which one. Right. So here is Butterfinger number two. All right. Butterfinger number two. Yeah. All right. A, She's looking doubtful. Here. She's looking doubtful. There's no, there's little... no question in my mind. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow. The second one, you didn't even give it a no lot No question. Time. Okay. The first one was better. Exactly. Oh, no wow. question. Yeah, baby. Yeah, hands down. No question. Yeah, hands yeah, down. Okay. Yeah. Well, that then the second all of question. Us except our massage therapist um, really went for the original Butterfinger and not for the new improved one. And I think part of the reason the massage therapist may have thought the new improved one was better right. is that um, I pushed a little bit on his hand. <laughs> Um, and that may have affected his oh, taste Oh, yes, because everybody knows that, that your flavor receptors are exactly. connected to those palm uh, nerves. Yeah, bundles. that's exactly right. Yes, so that exactly may right. have been, what or maybe his... Uh, Just well, no question in your mind. You, no, no, absolutely I, no I, question. I First so one, sure. hands down. No, 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 wow. no question. I mean, the second one is almost defensive. Yeah. The second one is like uh, pretending yeah, absolutely. to the throne. Now, yeah. are you a fan of Butterfingers? Oh, they're right. I mean, yeah. they right. remind me of my childhood. Everyone's a fan of Butterfingers. Yeah, I think that's why you can't really change... Recipes, because even if it is objectively better, if there's such thing as objectively better, people want to taste the thing that they've always had. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Precise. So, so yeah. we've really, well, we've really arrived much. at a lot of thank very you. deep truths tonight. Thank you for going on the record with that. Let me ask you something. In the cases that you have, um, have you so have you sued Bird or, or we filed a class action lawsuit against uh-huh. Bird, Lime, and their manufacturers? So we're still the very, this interview. So you're very in the, early stages. So you're of that in the lawsuit. early stages. And separately, we have another. Fifty or sixty clients who were seriously injured that we will be filing lawsuits on. Wow! All right, and okay. then we get calls every day. All right, well, every day, every day. I'm. You know what? If I fly off of uh, my Chinese-made uh, a scooter, I'm calling you. Okay. Right. Yeah. There's no question. Do you have any uh, any? Do you have any pending suits against scooter companies from China? The, all these scooters are. From, they're made in China. They're all made in China. Yeah. Oh wow! You I have no have- deals with China. all right well thank you kathleen lehrer for guiding us around speeding scooters paula what advice can you give our listeners about birds and we don't mean the kind that fly jacqueline randy house band um could i have some uh background french horn for my scooter summary 
perfect. There is a lawless quality about the scooter invasion, but there are laws for electric scooters. You have to have a license to ride one. You have to ride one person per scooter. You have to ride on the street. You cannot push people down. You cannot drive in front of cars. You cannot steal things when you ride one. There are laws. If you're a hooker or a drug peddler, it's still illegal even when you're on a scooter. Scooters are supposed to be maintained. They have screws. They have no shocks. There is no way to signal without falling off, which is a kind of signal, I guess. Catherine Lehrer is a personal injury attorney and partner at McGee Lehrer and Associates in Santa Monica, California. Catherine, thanks so much for being on our show. All right. We will be back right after this. Welcome back, and thank you, Dan, for that scathing report. As you know, Max Fun Drive is coming up March 18th to March 29th, which has some folks pretty excited. But as families around the world get ready to celebrate this season of giving, community, and quality podcasts, some are wondering if it's just too much. Are they, though? They are. Some people are all for comedy and culture, but with 45 shows offering hundreds of hours of bonus content, plus all the Max Fun meetups taking place around the world, some people think it's too much. While other people think it sounds totally awesome. I took my granddaughter to the mall to get her picture taken, and the mall pod ferry was short. And I, you know, I'm just gonna say it, I'm sorry, but everyone knows the pod ferry is tall. Well, I think we should just leave it there. <laughs> Until next time, here's the news you need to know. Max Fun Drive runs from March 18th through 29th. Be sure to listen to all of your favorite podcasts. I know I will. Have you ever watched a movie so bad you just needed to talk to somebody about it? Well, here at the Flophouse, we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. We'll watch it and we'll talk it. We do the hard work. Featuring the beautiful vocal talents of Dan McCoy. Stuart Wellington. And me, America's Rascal, Elliot Kalin. New episodes every other Saturday at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast, dude. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, it feels like a fox hunt around here, doesn't it? It does. Okay, we're going to do one special more thing uh, before we uh, close things out, and that is we have a special guest here tonight. We have my agent, Josh Pollock. Josh was able to get me this podcast. That's how good this guy that is. That guy's good. Yeah. Okay, now, uh, Josh, welcome. Thanks. Now you're going to do our Butterfinger Challenge. Paula, you want to uh, do the Butterfinger There thing? was, I mean, no, I, I when, hear in, when I went in on the edition for Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. You almost didn't get it. It looked bad. Yeah. It yeah. looked bad. Yeah. But, you know, this guy's like a fast, smooth yeah, talker. Right, right. All right, so yeah, Josh Joan Pollock. Cusack almost got that one out from under you, didn't she? <laughs> Thank you, you for, for, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you know what? I got to say, Joan. You were a damn good Paula Poundstone, yeah. but Josh just managed to elbow you out yeah. of the way. Joan didn't even want to be Jessie on Toy Story anymore. She yeah. wanted uh, the starring role, and nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. And would have had it, and too. And would have. She was much better than me, let's face it. <laughs> 
But my agent, yeah, Josh, Josh Pollock, got Josh in there. Pollock he got, got in there. He did his phone magic. Oh, my Lord. Just yeah. worked those phones and got you the roll of Paula Poundstone on this podcast. Yeah. On this exa- highly exa- profitable yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, honestly. And the whole deal was made with nothing but a handshake. And it's it's uh, incredible. Yeah. And since Which is blown- why we haven't been paid a penny. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, but we have blown this uh, this week's entire budget on these Butterfinger bars. So you want to hand yeah. one over to Josh okay. and let him so taste it? So listeners, right. uh, and that means you two-year-old, um, right now, my agent, Josh Pollock, is about to take the Butterfinger taste test. He has no idea whether I'm giving him the new improved uh, recipe or the traditional good uh, Butterfinger, Butterfinger recipe. There we go. I was okay. hoping at one point that we'd have Butterfinger as a sponsor, but that's just never going to happen now. Not I'm now. working on it. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Josh is working Josh. on it. That should be happening. All right, so he's now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's uh, he's, eating he's looking. Um, he, you know, his eyebrows are kind of co- going up, like to say, like, hmm, That's yeah, not a bad piece yeah, of candy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really good. yeah, yeah. Okay. He liked, he liked that. He, he liked that. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Now, he's, this, uh, right, he's cleansing his palate. You'll recall that Josh played Mikey on the uh, Life commercial many years ago. He did not. Yeah, that was him. That was, was it really? Yeah. yeah, you were Mikey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but you were dead. Mm. What do you mean you were dead? You didn't yeah, hear the you rumor that you died. That Mikey, no, yeah. Mikey didn't that was die. Just, that was, that was, was a, a big that's not true. deal when I was growing up. What, that, that people used, said Mikey, Mikey died? You know how you died? Yeah. Do you know how you died, Josh? From Life Cereal? Yeah. Do you know how you died? Did you not hear this? Was this just a, were yeah. you living in California? I think this was just your neighborhood. Go up, ahead, say Up it. and down the East Coast. So you do know this. I can see it on your face. No, tell Apparently, me you um, ate Pop Rocks. Oh, right. And, and soda. Right. And it exploded in your mouth and killed you. <laughs> I, oh, that that's what happened to Mikey? Mike, I was told that when I was a kid. Mikey oh, from Life Cereal had Pop Rocks and Soda, and he died. You not, that, it was just to make you scared of Pop Rocks and that. Soda. No, I have. But okay. it was, honestly, it was the, it was the Butterfingers that put it over the top. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Okay, all so right. Here's so Josh tried the first one. Right. Uh, that was he, pretty good. He has no idea. He thinks it was pretty good. He has no idea. And here comes the okay. second. Uh, this is a blind taste test, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, okay, so he's chewing. He likes he's, it. He's looking thoughtful. No, now he looks. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. Now he doesn't look it's as so happy. I have to do that. It's my favorite yeah. show ever. Now that now I know about Josh's grimaced. backstory, he just had a grimace. You're now. Now you're trying to coach the witness. No, he's grimacing. No, he's I. Not... I like the first one better. Son of a. <laughs> All right. So, so I believe my math skills are not what they used to be. I believe the final were... score is four to two. Yeah. Yeah, it might be four to two. There was also Which, a tell, way, though. Is, there was uh, a tell. What because, was the tell, Josh? Because the Masouche fella, fella said that uh, one was harder and the other one fell apart. Oh, so right. So I knew as soon as I instinctively bit into the second one. You knew that it was. That that was the one that Paula liked. Okay. So I voted against it. So you did the whole not. thing just to, just to be contrary. Is that correct? I'm a contrarian. Um, okay, so yeah, the final yeah, score yeah. is, in fact, three yeah. to two with an asterisk. Uh, three to two yeah. with uh, with a, uh, with a so you cheated. You cheated on the blind taste <laughs> test. <laughs> that was my agent, ladies and gentlemen, Josh fine. Pollock, That's... for whom there is a place in the current administration just waiting. <laughs> look, you got you. How do you feel about Attorney you. General, little well, you, buddy? Look, look, you got this job. That doesn't that you know some knuckles had to be bared in order yeah, to do that. Yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh, is, is that security ball. guy here? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yes, yeah. knuckles. Knuckles Glickman's right over there. Yeah, you might yeah. want to get him some work. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our show is listener-supported, which means we want people to listen. We do want people to listen. Adam, I have a theory. Yes, Paula? That if every Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone listener told a friend yes. about Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, we'd have 10 more listeners in no time. 
Okay. And here is some simple sample dialogue now, for talking to a friend about our podcast. Okay, you've been writing a lot of sample dialogue lately. Yeah, because yeah. this is how we grow our By telling our listeners what to say in these in these circumstances. Right, because they want to talk to their friends about our okay, podcast. And, you know, sometimes Please. it can be an awkward conversation. So, um, <clears throat> listener's friend, wow, this room looks fantastic. Did you paint it yourself? Listener, yes, thanks, I did. Listener's friend, my gosh, I love the trim. Wait, is the ceiling done in different colored one-inch stripes? You're like goddamn Michelangelo. That must have almost killed you. Listener, not at all. I lied down on my back on scaffolding, and I listened to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone the whole time. There are over 30 episodes and more to come. I was sorry to finish painting. I laughed myself silly. It felt great. And, well, I also kept the windows closed. Okay, now, now that's a great dialogue, Paula. I want to ask you, this is meant sort of as a guideline. You don't want people to specifically have this very conversation. No, this is the conversation they should have. Well, then I need, I need to point out once again that it is such a specific set of circumstances that involves somebody meticulously painting their ceiling while lying on their back and listening to her show that I can't imagine that it's really going to be a thing that a lot of listeners have. Can I just say something to you? And by the way, two-year-old, listen up. Okay. Inch by inch, row by row, I'm going to make my garden grow. Do you inch see what by I'm inch, saying? Row by row, you're going to promote our little show. That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. It's one listener at a time, Adam. I don't even think we're going to get one out of this one, Paula. We are. And okay. they're going to have a fantastic room. Okay. Well, thank you for that helpful bit of advice. I have some advice. Um, follow do. Paula and me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ooh, that's good advice. It's helpful. Uh huh. All right. <laughs> I suppose that was helpful. Yes, it was. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Adam Felber and Paul. Wait a minute. Wait, it is not. <laughs> I tried to move myself up there. Yeah, yeah. Nobody Boy. Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezemnik, and Tony Anita Hall. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by... Anthony Alfaro. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Jacqueline Rainey. You were fantastic. And thanks again to our guests, Michael Greenspan and Catherine Lehrer, and special guest, Josh Pollock. Thank you. Our head of security is Jonah <laughs> Knuckles Glickman. Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me. For your special Paula Poundstone Transcribe Me discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? So you're really Mikey, huh? Can I come back? Oh, I hope you will. To be a yeah. taste tester? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you just yeah. specifically for taste tester? I want to yeah. be the taste tester. Apparently, <laughs> Josh hasn't eaten all day. <laughs> I am fucking starved. Yeah. He makes, he makes a percentage of what I make. Keep that in mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. So oh, please, have some Doritos, that, man. That, yeah. that little piece of Butterfinger is all he's had this month. Jesus. Josh, if only you could get me a podcast. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. A lot is being asked of people working in schools. Teachers have more and more things to do. The shortage of teachers right now, um, you know, having to fill a lot of holes and, and wear a lot of hats, it's, it's very difficult. There are steps you can take to manage stressful times, whether in the classroom or outside of work. For me personally, I can disconnect by just being outside. Laughing. <laughs> 
works a lot. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now.